Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. My guest today is Mary Rozak, the Director of Communications for Albany County. And Mary is going to give us an update on COVID in in the county. So, Mary, you, you just told me that the cases have been spiking. Cases have been climbing um, and been climbing steadily. I mean, today as we're taping this, uh, on the 20th of November, uh, we've had 87 uh, new positive cases today. My God. Eight, 87. I mean, that's that's following for, for the last um, little more than a week. We have had you know horrendous numbers of cases. So if, as I as I go back, you know, yesterday 94, the day before 96, the day before that 60, 68, 64, our highest. Uh, number last weekend, 147. We had oh, 71, my God. 71, 77, 99, which we hit on November 11th. I mean, we are in a trend here that is, uh, you know, doesn't seem to be going away. And as we are uh, right now approaching Thanksgiving, the, the message has been, you know, please don't travel. Don't Gather with people that don't live in your home. Don't get together with the family that you love and want to be with, and yet clearly mm-hmm. being at risk or putting others at risk because they may have come into contact um, with a COVID positive, and then it, it, it spreads. I mean, we've had over a million cases across the country um, this week, of, of uh, according uh, to what uh, what I have seen on the national news reports uh, of, of of positive cases, I mean we have had 250,000 Americans die. Uh, right. Over. Over. It's just, it's over. It's it's just uh, it's frightening when you think about it. That it's something as simple as saying we need to exercise greater restraint. You need to wear a mask and you need to wear it the right way. You need to wash your hands frequently or hand sanitize. You need to cough and sneeze into your elbow. You need to social distance. Um, you know, I hear people all the time saying, you know, I heard someone yesterday saying, well, you know, you go into places and, of course, people are wearing masks. I don't know what you're talking about, you know. People, I rode an elevator with someone. When I got into the elevator, it didn't occur to me until the doors closed, so that person didn't have a mask on. And I go uh-huh. off to the next floor. And the person looked at me and said, you don't have your mask on. And he said, oh, I forgot it. I have to go back and get You know what? It's, it's something like that. It's, it, it's happening. And that's, that's how COVID is spreading, whether it's someone that forgets a mask, whether it's someone who's wearing a mask improperly. I have been, I don't know how many countless places in my car, driving on the street or going into, into a grocery store, where people are not abiding by the proper protocol for wearing a mask. I don't know how mm-hmm. many people think it's okay to wear your mask under your nose. I, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. What's, the whole point in wearing the mask is to prevent the spread of, of, of droplets, right, that, that you could, in fact, be infecting someone with if you were to sneeze, if you are to um, be coughing. So in instances where people are wearing them around their chin when they're not covering their face or their, their mouth or their nose, I don't, I don't really understand yes. what they think the purpose is. 
And I think right. they're, they're flaunting the fact that they don't want to observe that. And I, you know, I can't believe that, that we are now at a time where people would be that insensitive. So I can't believe that that's the, that that's the thing. I've got to believe that people are just getting lax because I think as, a, as communities that we certainly don't want to bring harm to anyone else in our community. So I've got to believe that it's our COVID fatigue, as, as people are calling it. We're just right, tired. Right. We're getting run down. And it's, it's going to be like this all winter. This is just the beginning. Now, are the, are the hospitals uh, accepting COVID patients? What's the well, they are. And that? So, yeah, and so when we actually, when we take a look at our hospitalizations, um, you know, we uh, here in uh, Albany County are at the highest we've ever been. So we have, as of November 20th today, we have 45 people that are in the hospital, 10 people in the ICU. Um, we have learned uh, through the medical community that the people that are being uh, admitted now are, in general, uh, not uh, being uh, seen as more severe cases and are not staying as long. But we also know that our treatment of patients uh, that are that are in the hospital is different now, a little bit different than it was when this first started, right? So um, mm -hmm. while we're seeing more, more people in the hospital, we know that in, on average they're staying for shorter periods of time and, and are not um, suffering as severe symptoms. But the fact of the matter is, you know, people going into the hospital, you know, it's still a serious matter, whether you're staying, you know, for a few days or you're staying for an extended period of time. And that's, it's just, mm -hmm. it's not good. No one wants to be in the hospital, right? Right. Now, you know, when you talk about hospitals, you think about the nurses and the doctors. How are the nurses and doctors coping with this spike in cases from your knowledge? You know, I, I don't I don't have um a whole whole lot of insight on that, but I know that the what I've what I've seen from news reports, uh, you know, these people are heroes. These people are heroes that right. uh that are on the front lines, whether it be in the medical community, uh, whether it be our frontline law enforcement, um, whether it be our, our folks that are uh, in health departments, like the Albany County Department of Health, uh, right. doing case investigations and the contact tracing, uh, and, and in our Department of Health, which actually we, we have inspectors that, that go out and do, that are on the front lines that are doing those inspections, uh, oftentimes at, at gyms, uh, or going out to do investigations when there um, there might be uh, someone who's indicated or called in and indicated that there aren't proper protocols being being followed, and and coupled that with some active cases going out to businesses to find out what the situation is, you know all of these people that uh, that do this, sure they're they're wearing PPE and they're following the protocols, but uh, I'm sure that it has. Uh, an impact certainly on their mental health. I we know it will have an impact on their families because they're devoting their time, their effort, their energy to helping others who are in in worst worst health situations. So um, my hat goes off and my my debt of of gratitude to all of those people that are that are doing that um, because it can't be easy. There is no amount of money that you can place on good health, right? You can't. We, we know 
um, that, that nothing can replace, you know, good health. And if you're suffering and you need someone qualified to be there to help you, who better than, than um, our doctors and our nurses uh, who, you know, have been, have been fighting this since the beginning? Right. You know, when I put the news on, one of the things that they talk about is that this, vi- this virus mutates quickly. So if that's the case, is the cases that we saw last April different, and is it a different age group than the cases we see now? Yeah, I you know, I really can't I can't speak to that. I can I can speak to the people that are in the hospital uh, by age groups as of today um in in Albany uh, in Albany County. And I as I take a look at the different age groups, I see uh out of the um people that are that are hospitalized, let me see here. We have um 45 people hospitalized. We have seven that are between the ages of 25 and 49. We have 24, 24, the largest group, are between 50 and 74. And over 75, we have 14. Um, From my recollection recollection of what we saw in the beginning, uh, earlier on, even when we had the spike, we were seeing the hospitalizations uh, predominantly um, in in an older um, age range. So we were seeing uh-huh. more that were in, um, yeah, the 50 to 74, but even more than that, um, higher numbers in the 75 plus. Um, so mm-hmm. we are seeing it trip down into a little bit of a younger um, population when we talk about the 50, you know, the 50-year-old, 50 to 74-year-old age range. Um, but as far as, as mutating, I, I can't even I can't even comment on that. When when COVID first hit back in March, you know, all of the universities kind of shut down and all of the college students went home. Uh, are there any uh, colleges that are holding classes now, or is it all virtual? Uh, you know, I can't, I believe, I believe they all may be virtual at this point um, because they were going the different colleges were doing it at, at, at different rates where they were actually um, deciding to go virtual. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're closing um, for Thanksgiving, and the uh, populations for the colleges weren't coming back uh, because they planned it this way, weren't coming back to campus uh, until um, early next year, or I should say maybe I believe it is late January, early February, that all of them had indicated that, that – that the populations, student populations, would be gone for uh, a couple of months. Uh, you know, it's difficult because the college age, uh, on average, the college age student uh, is younger, and they're they're in a very they're in a demographic that's very social. Right? We think about the college experience, and we think about socializing, we think about doing things with with others, and that's the age group that. Um, Historically, through these last eight months that we've experienced this in Albany County, historically we have seen that that group is um, generally asymptomatic and, you know, spreading the virus. 
uh, without knowing that obviously that they have COVID and, and they're spreading it. And by being social, um, that's part of the problem. Now we know that we have had, and the County Executive uh, McCoy has, has really praised uh, what's been done uh, here in Albany County uh, with uh, the SUNY Chancellor uh, Jim Malatras, with uh, SUNY Albany President Javidan Rodriguez, uh, with uh, the President of the College of St. Rose, uh, Marsha White, with uh, Siena College, uh, President uh, Chris Gibson. He, they have all um, been staying right on top of what needs to be done and have um, you know, called for various testings and other protocols, um, you know, ahead of the curve. As soon as they, they would see something that may, that may be an indication that things need to change, they've changed it to make sure that there was not something that was, uh, the virus was not uh, widespread or they were trying to uh, make sure that it was contained. Um, even the fact that, uh, that the entire city system, you know, testing all of its students before they leave uh, to uh, return to their homes for um, the break, uh, the winter break, mm -hmm. uh, I think is, is, is indicative um, of, a, of a dedication and a commitment to making sure that they um, are not, the students are not going to be responsible for any wide, uh, widespread community um, spread when they return to their homes. Uh, let's look at this from a different perspective. Can you give us an overview of business in Albany County? Well, businesses have been struggling. I mean, we have our economic development director, Kevin O'Connor, who had indicated that, you know, small businesses um, were, were struggling to stay afloat. And one of the hardest things uh, that they um, have had to do is, is, to, is to try and, and survive they uh, oftentimes, while they would have been eligible for um, for different rounds of grant money, the larger businesses were able to navigate uh, very easily through the paperwork and be able to um, to qualify and get them get the monies to keep um, themselves afloat. Um, so it's it's hard for the small businesses. So what uh, the county executive and the legislature um, have have worked on and agreed uh, agreed to um, to proceed with is a local development corporation, and that local development corporation um, is um, they're now moving ahead with with the paperwork to to get that done after the legislature approved of that, and as they do that, it will be there to help better better help Hello? businesses. Okay. I'm here. I'm, I'm um, here. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, it's only going to get worse. What do you think the Christmas season is going to look like? Will Jeff Bezos make a lot more money and the small business owner in Albany County make a lot less money? Well, I think that because we have increased, um, there has been an increased um, uh, numbers of positive cases, and I think that that, that people are very um, weary of when they are going to go out and where they're going to go out. I think that more people are doing things mm -hmm. online. 
So I think that the way that local businesses will um, continue to um, be able to do business is if they have a robust website and be able to provide, you know, curbside pickup, uh, maybe delivery. Um, people who are going to be um, looking to their sites should be able to order on um, should be able to order the stuff online from local stores. And I think that is what will help them um, through the season. But I think it's going to be a tough tough holiday season. I really do. Now, I live not too far from the Spectrum, and I guess they'll be opening soon or maybe even today. Do you anticipate the cinemas to close again? Well, the cinemas are closed, right? So, or, some, or the regal cinemas are closed. Let's put it, let's say, put it that way. That, I'm sorry that, that there are other cinemas that are open. You know, I certainly think that um, there is talk of with increased cases, the more cases, um, the more cases that we have, at some uh-huh. point we may enter a different zone. The the, uh, the governor may put us uh, for different parts, uh, as he has already with microclusters in other parts of the state, you know, target areas. Um, and, you know, if that's the case, then it means certain businesses will close, and that would, that would probably include it would be non-essentials, uh, what they consider non-essential businesses. Uh, as you enter different different colors of those zones, once you get into like an orange, there's yellow, uh, orange, and red, and it's very complicated. But once you get into the orange zone, those non-essential businesses are closing, and so that would include your barber shops, probably your nail salons, your your gyms, all of those things. And I've got to believe that the movies would be a part of that. Right, because when the gyms opened again, I had gone to my gym. And they said, oh, you've got to wear a mask when you um, work out. And I tried wearing a mask, and I thought, I'm going to exercise in my apartment. It's pretty difficult. I wonder how gyms across not only the state but across the country, they must be hurting pretty bad. Would you agree? I, I think I think everybody everybody is hurting. Right. Um, I know that that there are people um, that uh, that I know that have gone back to their gyms and and they actually said, you know, there's nobody in there, so I, I'm going I'm going more because nobody nobody's there and I feel very safe. Wow. Uh, I don't I don't know how I don't know how they can keep the doors open when it's like that. I mean, that's just you know, it's just a matter of um, of dollars and cents. So right. you know, we're doing everything we can. Um, in terms of trying to get the message out so that we keep the numbers down. Um, but unless the general public is really committed in following the guidelines and making that sacrifice, um, you know, we're just going to continue to get higher numbers and then eventually look towards, um, you know, some type of cluster shutdown. We're just a couple more days away from Thanksgiving. Um, do you? There won't be any travel like there has in, in other years, right? Well, the CDC has recommended uh, no traveling. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know how many people are, are going to observe that. Um, you know, people seem to think if they in some states now you see long lines for people going to get tested. And they seem to think that if they get tested and they have a negative test, then it's okay for them to go to another state and visit with their families. You know, a test is only a snapshot in time. 
right? So you could test negative today, but you have been exposed to COVID, and you may not show um, any symptoms or, or test positive for that incubation period. So you could be unwittingly, you know, spreading that. Um, it's just, it's one of those things that I think people don't pay enough attention to and think that it's okay, they're going to do it, and they try every, and, and it's going to be okay. And yet it's not. Has uh, County Executive McCoy uh, resumed his daily uh, briefings? Uh, he's been doing briefings almost every day. Um, it's been a matter of, uh, I think, how many days do we do them this week? Um, I think we did them three or four days this week. We've done them like five days or seven days out of nine the week before, out of nine from that period. Um, we're doing them all the time because the message continues to need to get out and people just don't seem to be paying the attention that they should be paying. You know, that that's a good phrase that you just said. Why aren't people taking this seriously? If people don't take this seriously, they might die. Do you think it's yep. just COVID fatigue? I, I think part of it's COVID fatigue. I think another part of it is that um, people think it's not going to happen to them, and it happens to them. You know? Uh-huh. It just it does. And wow. it's too late once, once it happens. Wow. So, you know, although neither one of us have a, has a crystal ball, what do you see somewhere like maybe a month or two down the pike? Well, a month or two from now, we're going to have a vaccine, right? We're going to have a vaccine that people will be um, actually getting. It's just a matter of um, how quickly it can get out to the general public. Um, I think that in the interim, we're, we're going to, you know, see um, limited um, availability uh, and it's going to go to, to the frontline folks, I believe, first. Um, and after that, uh, it's then going to, uh, I believe, go to the most vulnerable. So, I mean, we're, we're looking at, you know, the general population probably not getting something until um, early next summer, late spring, I think is the, uh, is the estimate. Um, but, okay. You know, I don't, you know, no, no crystal ball, but until there is a vaccine that, that people are going to be getting on a, on a wider basis, um, it's just not going not gonna to happen, that, that it's going to be safe for anybody to go out and do anything. So, you know, overall the, uh, the death rate is a quarter of a million people uh, throughout the country. Does that shock you? Um, I'm not shocked. I mean, Dr. Fauci had had come up with various numbers, including I, I think his uh, his projection was was pretty close. Um, I, for some reason, I, I keep I keep thinking the 240,000 number. I could be wrong, um, but at the end of the day, you know, he has been has been close. Um, I think it's it's shocking that there is something still, you know, we in, in this day and age that can be so deadly, so quickly, because I don't think, um, I think we all think that with the advances in, in modern medicine that, that nothing like this would happen. Uh, and yet at the same time, this is exactly um, 
what could rip, rip through communities and is ripping through communities and, and taking some of our most vulnerable people. I mean, I want to talk about the most, a little bit for maybe a, a 30 seconds or so about what it means to be most vulnerable because there are some who hear underlying health conditions and they think, what are underlying health conditions or I don't have any. Well, there are a number of, a number of times that there are people that don't go to the doctor, so they may not even know they have an underlying health condition, right? right? Um, but we're talking, you know, if you have allergies, if you have asthma, if you have diabetes, um, if you're obese, right. Um, right. if, you know, some of these chronic, if you have heart disease, if you have hypertension, if, you know, you have any number of, of illnesses, no matter how, how small or slight you think they may be, that can impact your ability to, to fight off uh, mm. the the the, um, the absolute horror of COVID nineteen and how strong and and uh, it, it's it's described as very smart and very tricky um, when it comes to a virus. But there are all kinds of things that that people may not know they have or may not be aware of that may put them on that vulnerable list. And not just being you know older member of our community or one of the youngest members of our community. You know, get a flu shot. And everyone needs a flu shot. In, in the capital district, has the uh, rate of death been decreasing for people who have contracted COVID? Um, well, I guess one would say when you say in the capital district, I, I know that our, for Albany County residents, I mean, we have seen uh, since the beginning of November, uh, we've had um, – Six people die. We've had six people die. Wow. Wow. That's in one month. That's in one month. We've had 148 people die, um, Albany County residents, since the beginning. Um, I think we talk about even one death being too many. But, right. Uh, but six, six in a month. Um, before that, mm-hmm. in November, it had been, or in October, <coughs> excuse me, it had been eight people for the entire month. And we're not through yet. Right. So in our final minutes, Mary, what would you say to the people in Albany County? What advice would you give them? What advice? Well, number huh? one, the number one piece of advice, as I, the last thing I said, get your flu shot. Number two, follow all the recommended guidelines that, that I've given already. Wear a mask. and Wear a clean mask. Um, if it's a reusable mask, wash it frequently. Um, if it's a disposable mask, certainly having it for more than a day is is um, is really not helpful. Um, you've got to remember the mask. When you touch the outside of the mask, that's that's the dirty stuff, right? And then you then right. you touch your face. So um, I've got got to remind people to wear their mask. Wear their mask properly. That's very important to wear covering your your nose and your mouth <coughs> and I had my mask on a lot today so I need to take a drink of water here sorry about that <coughs> a little bit of a coughing fit cough into your elbow sneeze into your mm-hmm. elbow <coughs> I'm doing a good demonstration right now grabbing some water <laughs> socially distanced right that means stay six feet away from people. Remember right. that. 
And for Thanksgiving, <coughs> stay home. Stay home with your immediate family. Be thankful. Mm-hmm. Be thankful for what we have and say next year, hopefully at this time, everyone we want to have around our Thanksgiving table will be here to share a celebration with us next year. Mary, thank you so much for taking the time to be on Focus on Albany today. I really appreciate you dropped everything to to do a show with me. You've been listening to Mary Rosak, Director of Communications in Albany County. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. And if you like this show, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Mary, thank you so much. Have a great Thanksgiving, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a wonderful day.